Welcome to Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. Your host is Jackie McLennigan. In this program, we'll show you how to make your marketing plan work by helping you stand out and become a bigger player in your industry. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jackie McLennigan. Well, hello and welcome to today's show of Extreme Exposure. And today we're going to talk a little bit about membership sites. In the, uh, you know you need to have a website, you know you need to do that to get maximum, maximum exposure, but a lot of people are really utilizing the power of membership sites these days. And we have with us a very special guest, Micah Mitchell, who is the co-founder of Membarium. And Membarium is a fantastic piece of software that I personally use myself, and it helps create automated membership sites, and it integrates with the CRM Infusionsoft and potentially others. I don't want to give anything away. Um, so it's a lot of different speakers, authors, speakers, coaches, business owners out there like um, Brian Dice, Jack Canfield, Laura Langer, they really understand the power of membership sites. And we're going to learn how, you know, we can maybe do that better. And we're talking here with Micah. So welcome, Micah. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jackie. Yeah, you're welcome. So everybody kind of needs to have a membership site nowadays, in my opinion. And would you agree with that? <laughs> Setting you up here. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm, I'm biased, but I would definitely agree with it. Yeah, yeah. So how long have you been with Membarium? And tell us a little bit about that company. Yeah, it's a little over two years old. Um, and that company, I started about five years ago, I want to say, uh, in the Infusionsoft space. So helping people, you know, with technology or setup or training of Infusionsoft. And so Membarium kind of came out of that. Mm-hmm. And if people aren't familiar with Infusionsoft, what's Infusionsoft? Infusionsoft is kind of a customer database for small businesses. And then on top of just storing their customers' information, it allows you to automatically, you know, follow up and communicate with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really important because we hear a lot of times, you know, the money's in the list, but people don't have a lot of those components in place, which is the, the amplification method, which is our, our software or the content or the membership site. So it's really cool that you've been helping people integrate these things so that they can get their content out there in a, in a bigger way and also in a more protected way, which is what membership sites kind of do. So how did you get into the uh, membership site business? You know, um, like I said, I was kind of more in the Infusionsoft business, and a lot of people who were using Infusionsoft uh, kept asking for different integrations to their website to turn them into membership sites, and Mm -hmm. that kind of grew into it. But right from the very beginning, when I had first looked at internet marketing, I was really struck by the whole concept of info marketing, Mm -hmm. you know, these people who would sell eBooks and all of that. So I've been into you know, the information side of it kind of pulled me online. I was excited to make my own first website and all of that. And then I somehow ended up in the infusion space. And when the membership stuff came back around, it was a really natural fit because I really like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And, you know, I know you were talking about the info marketing space and, but there's a lot of other companies out there that are using membership sites. And why would... Why would it be uh, beneficial for somebody with maybe a brick-and-mortar company versus information? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, so there's the traditional people who are actually trying to sell their info, and then all these other companies, you know, they can also sell it. Um, but some of them use their membership site just for, 
value-added stuff on top of whatever products or services you're getting. You know, you get a free membership or some training or something that's online. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also do it not just to deliver content, but for, you know, communities and account maintenance and stuff like that. So your members can go in and they can update their payment information um, in a community sense. Maybe they can ask questions in the forum or to the group or, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more people who are getting into this space and just the information marketers nowadays. What would be, um, what would maybe be an example of somebody who's not in it, in the information space who would be using a membership site? Um, a good example is like an attorney. So, you know, they're a professional services business, but they can make a membership site so that all of their customers can get up to speed basically in whatever area of law. So let's say it's immigration, you know, the attorney could sit in the office with the person for three or four hours educating them on the basics that they're going to need to know for their own case or just say, hey, you know, you have access to our membership site, go watch lesson two, seven, and 11 um, because that's what you're going to need to know. You know, so they use it a lot to supplement their services. Occasionally they do, you know, sell it to someone who's not a client to say, okay, well, you can't afford us or our services, um, you know, we have this educational product that might help. So they sometimes do sell, but a lot of times, you know, it's supplemental to their practice. Um, attorneys, I want to say doctors, you know, uh, pre and post procedural kind of stuff. Right. That makes and yeah, that makes perfect sense. And so they would be a good example maybe because um, it's different than like a frequently asked questions thing because it's, it's more delicate information. Is that why those would be good examples? Uh, that, and it's also, you know, just the time the attorney is going to take, I guess, to put it on there. So most of the people who run, most of the people who come to us, there's like a common story. Not all the time, but most of the time they say something like, well, I'm the best at whatever, you know, and people are willing to pay me X for whatever. And so the, let's call it, let's say the attorney creates four hours of recorded videos or something. He's got to make them general, so it's not that sensitive. Mm-hmm. But he values that four hours. You know, he's going to, at least the ones I've talked to in their mind, they think, okay, these four hours of video I recorded are worth $600 or, um, you know, $1,000 or whatever, depending on uh, how they bill. Mm-hmm. And so they, they also just want to protect it. They just don't want it to be kind of like public and out there. Not, not always even that it's sensitive, if that makes sense. They just value it so much. Right. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot of actual and perceived value for having a membership site. And I like that you said that you can, uh, the, um, the end user can update their own account information and, and get involved in these communities. And is there any other, what are some more benefits that you could see about using a membership site? Um, so there's companies, you know, we're talking about service companies where they're still saying, hey, let's put uh, information, you know, it's still trying to get out of that like time for money trap where they're trying to mm-hmm. scale whatever they're teaching, but there's also companies, uh, there's software companies, you know, so us, for example, even when we distribute our own piece of software, people can update all their billing info, uh, profile info, license info, and all of that from within our site. I know a couple other softwares who use our site to to just basically have a user experience Um, because we're talking about a membership site in terms of when you visit it, you know, you only get access to the pages you should have access to but mm-hmm. they can also create, you know, a good learning environment. And so mm-hmm. I'm just saying it's, yeah. for a software no. company, for example, 
it's their home, it's their store, you know. Yeah, I know that I use a membership site. And one of the things that I see as a huge benefit is the fact that people stay on your website a lot longer. So even that content that's not protected, and I want to amp my SEO value, having people log in and stay there for longer periods of time certainly helps. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, which is, what did you, you called it one time, you said it was like a, a sticky factor or something. It was sticky, a sticky website. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are, do you think that there's some uh, different companies that are more suited to have a membership site? Is there a different industry that's better than the others? Is there some that just forget it? Like, what's your opinion on that? Um, that is a pretty interesting question. So, I'm sure there are some industries, you know, better suited for it. I know there's quite a bit of, health and fitness going right now. So it's, I mean, that might just be because it's a big overall trend, but mm-hmm. they're able to get on video and say, you know, here's what you should eat and why, or demonstrate exercises or give out workout programs or whatever. So health and fitness is pretty, you know, they seem to get it pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. As far as an industry that wouldn't, that it wouldn't work well for, um, one where I've seen it be really weird is corporate development. So, hmm. you know, when, so if you make a product for a big company, this, uh, these the particular people I'm thinking about, they would sell corporate development to companies, you know, kind of in bulk, like we'll educate 50 of your executives. And then they thought, well, great, we'll take this direct to the consumer. So we'll sell this kind of executive development directly to the executives. And, and it just really didn't work. So it's um, meaning they never sold anybody, even though they were professionals, even though they'd worked for big companies. And it was just that the corporate executives didn't see, didn't think that that was something they needed to buy for themselves. They thought the company would provide it. So mm. it's, mm-hmm. um, as far as right. it's not working, I would say that you want to go test whatever you would turn into a membership site. Test that first as a free webinar or maybe even a paid ebook or, or just something... Um, because building a membership site does take effort. And so yeah. some tasks before you actually go build the whole site to see how interested people are, because they were positive that they were going to get all these sales. And you know, it's sad to watch because they were, they invested a lot of money and time and got like no members ever. Um, wow. So, so they were trying to actually sell their membership site to their own employees and their own internal people. Uh, no, sorry. They were trying to sell... I'll call it executive development, you know. So oh, that, oh, 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 I gotcha. But, so they were trying to sell yeah. the training to the people in companies and the people in companies thought that their uh, head, the heads of that company should buy it for them. Yeah, exactly. They just, uh-huh, even okay. they needed it, they didn't, they weren't in the market for it. Yeah. And you know what, even in my opinion, I think that that could have just been, I mean, it's all about the marketing of the actual membership site, which I want to talk to you a little bit, bit about later. But I think the people who built the membership site um, probably had the wrong target market because they weren't targeting the heads of those organizations. Would you kind of agree with that? Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. They would have been trying to sell the same product to the head and sell bulk licenses, but they just totally had in their mind that they would have yeah. all that, you know, and go okay. straight to the user. I, I think that's so interesting because I don't think, and I've been trying to think all day to <laughs> about this question, what kind of company couldn't benefit from a membership site? And I am not actually um, 
coming up with any good answers myself because I've, I'm going to give you some random stats that have no basis in anything because I like to do that. But I have heard <laughs> that there, the industry, the information industry is growing by like a kajillion every single year. That's not the exact number, but it's massive. Do you know, do you happen to know by any chance the, uh, the growth pattern for the information industry? I thought it was 1.1 kajillion, but... <laughs> oh, 1.1 kajillion. Okay. But it's huge. I mean, kidding aside, it is actually massive. It is one of the fastest growing industries out there is that information market. It's been growing steadily forever. And people want to get that... Um, it's really, and I see this a lot of times too, just talking with authors, speakers, coaches, small business owners, they want to create something and they really want to share it and they want to make videos and they want to do all this stuff. But then all of a sudden this realization comes and they go, how do I protect that content? Right. And that's where Memberium steps in. (laughs) So speaking of that, I do have this problem myself and a lot of the um, people that I work with have the same common problem. And I'm sure you hear this too, which is what, how do I get the content created? What is enough content? How do I do that? What kind of information, um, what kind of information would you give people around that topic? Um, so I have an exercise that I like to put people through and, and you're familiar with it. So hopefully I'm not jumping the gun, but <laughs> no, go um, for it. where you take these three by five cards. And so if you're listening, if you can just imagine having a stack of three by five cards, And then you take whatever your subject matter is, you know, whether you're helping people quit smoking or learn to grow their business or whatever it is, and you split it up into three categories. So you just say, okay, whatever my subject matter is, what are, how can I break this into three general categories? Um, And maybe the categories are beginner, intermediate, advanced. Maybe they are step one, step two, step three, if it's some sort of, uh, you know, project like that. So maybe it's a house and it's, um, you know, the structure the decorations, the yard, like one, two, three. Um, so it doesn't really matter, but just like three kind of high chunk uh, or large sections that you can split that up into. And then you take those three cards and under each one, so let's say the very first card um, was one of your three big sections. You also split that up now into three sections. So with the house, you know, the structure, the decorations and the yard example, I'd say, okay, well, with the structure, what are three parts of that? And I'm just making this up right now, um, but... Mm-hmm. Just to demonstrate, then you say, okay, what are the three parts of the structure? You know, maybe there's the foundation, the walls, and the roof. Or you could say it's, uh, you know, all the, the groundwork, you know, the digging, the building, and then the safety inspection. I don't know. But mm-hmm. the point is, as you, you know, take each piece and split it up um, and then split it up again. So you went from three, then you would have nine sections. Um, and if you're able to split each of those up again, so you take, you know, one individual section, like I said, the foundation might be one of the, one of the three sections of the structure, which is one of the three sections of the whole project. I could take the foundation then and split it into three things, um, three different mm-hmm. sections. But if I yeah. go three by three by three, now I've got 81 ideas. And even if they're small, especially actually if they are a very small idea, because you've drilled down and split them up so much, then you can make 81 videos, just Film those 81 cards, um, and there's more to the exercise, but, you know, to make it flow a little better, but if you film a short video about those 81 things, now you have a lot of content, you know, yeah. grouped together in a good way, and, and then you can sell that however you want. If your one product contains all 81 videos, great. If you want nine products and each one contains only nine videos, great. Um, mm-hmm. So when people go to create content, uh, it varies quite a bit. So there's 
you know, just to get the bulk of it out of your head, there's that. Um, one mm-hmm. of the other questions that comes up that's usually about pricing, but I think really uh, is about content is, you know, do I sell a one-time fee to my membership or do I charge an ongoing fee? Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I didn't, you know, it was, it was kind of like, well, that's a personal preference in some ways because it depends how much you want to commit to and all this. Um, but really, the answer actually is around this idea of content because you look at your subject matter and you decide if there's a finite amount of subject matter, a finite of things I can say about this because it just doesn't change that much. So let's say it's, you know, something to do with building a rock wall or, um, mm-hmm. you know, working with horses or whatever. It's like, well, yeah, there's going to be new developments, but it's it's kind of a tried and true known quantity of, of information and training I can create there. That's better mm-hmm. for a one-time fee um, because you it's a set amount of knowledge and you can make it and kind of go. Um, and then there's other things where it's, let's say, in technology or medicine or business where uh, things are changing constantly. There's a lot of value in you updating your information to stick with the times. And so that's better for an ongoing fee where you say, when you sign up, you get this you know, initial body of knowledge or my basic training or whatever, but then also every single month, I'm going to add to that. I'm going to give you the latest and greatest and whatever. So, you know, just realizing, okay, that's a little bit based on my industry and subject matter or the product I want to create or whatever, and whether or not that is going to change a lot. Um, But yeah, if it's stable, I would say, you know, really take some time to lay out the whole curriculum, cover it, uh, film it once and charge for it once and just try to sell as many as possible. No, I love that. That's your, you call that the three by three by three uh, activity? Uh, yeah, I, I guess for lack of a better term, I call it the note card activity. But, um, <laughs> oh, note card. <laughs> but yeah, I like it. Down. I, I like that. I like that idea of three by three by three because it makes a lot of sense and it seems like something that's easier to, that you can actually do. So that's what it's mm. called from now on. No, I'm just, yeah. I'm just kidding. I've named it for you. There you go. My gift to you for being on the show today. Thank you. I I think I just stole it. When we come back, we're going to take a short break here. When we come back, we're going to talk some more about continuity programs, membership sites, how to get that content out, and we will be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more. But they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. 
How do you keep up with these changes, build skill, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. To reach Jackie or her guest today, we invite you to call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Jackie M at purepotentials.com. Now, back to Extreme Exposure. Welcome back. I'm here with Micah Mitchell. He's the co-founder of the software company Memberium that sells membership sites, software. <laughs> and um, Micah, you were talking about what you call the note card activity or the three by three by three activity, where you take your core topic and you break that down into three chunks and then you break those down. Now, I just wanted to expand a little bit on that. When you're breaking down your core topic into those three chunks, is it good to use something like just a, a general statement or a word? I know you were using... Um, you know, the idea of a house where you had structure, foundation. When do you start breaking that down into the actual content? Or Do you know what I mean? I do, yeah. And I would say um, it depends on the size of the course because I, you know, three by three by three is 27 and then one more is 81. And so you could go <laughs> oh, to by three. 27, right? No, I, Don't, I did, you're I did doing my math. Earlier. <laughs> yeah. no, you're I, just I, making I fun of my math. Earlier, but, um, but just saying, you know, if you only have so many videos, you know, only make nine. But if you have more, go buy three again and do 27. And if not, go to 81. So it depends. It depends a little bit. But so, you know, in either of those cases, if I'm going to 81, it's, the, it's that last division where mm. the titles or the things I'm writing on the cards are the actual name of the video or the title I would put on the page with the main idea. Uh, okay. And then... Before that, when I'm kind of breaking into categories, it's still just kind of the name of the category. Okay. And, you know, um, if you had 81 videos, it seems to me like that could almost be dripped out. So you could almost do, uh, you know, you could do two years almost worth of content if you did one a week, right? Would you recommend if somebody had those 81 videos that they drip them out? Or would you, we're kind of a Netflix society where we want to binge watch and we want to binge attack these things. Do people ask you which is better dripped content versus a whole bunch at once? Um, yeah, and I get, you know, questions about how to decide that as well. So there's a couple of reasons people get content. Some people do it just because they have, like, this is the worst reason to do it, basically, is, you know, we have a 30-day refund policy, and so we don't want everyone to come in and get all of our content before the refund policy period is over. And so they'll right. get content so they can't get it all, right? And it's like, oh, I get it, but, I mean, that's not the best use. Um, yeah. So a good use or a good example is I have a friend who does tennis instruction and um, when he when he has people going through his content, if they try to go too fast, um, just one second, if they try to go too fast through the content, then uh, it will actually slow them down and say, you know, you actually need to go practice that swing because it's tennis instruction. You need to go practice 
right. that forehand or backhand or serve um, before you're able to continue on. So we're not going to let you go ahead. You know, basically you can only go, I think it's like one lesson or whatever every 48 hours. If you go too fast, it just sets a little timer and uh, doesn't let you go ahead. But <gasps> I love that. You know, I think that's so funny. I'm going to tell you a story and it's probably not going to showcase well on myself, but I'm going to tell you anyways. Um, I bought a rebounder. Do you know what those are? Those trampolines? And, um, yeah. and yeah, so I bought one of these things and they gave me a, a video, <laughs> like a DVD to watch along with it, which is kind of funny because it was telling me the, the different exercises that you can use. So I grabbed myself, my remote, my bag of chips, and I watched these people rebound and I watched all the exercise while the rebounder sat beside me. <laughs> so I get it. You want to drip it out so we can practice. But uh, yeah, that's maybe... Not a relevant story, but actually it happened. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I gotcha. now you know. Now you know that about me. Besides um, the idea of dripping out this content, you had talked about here's one product. Here's my tennis lessons, and I'm going to give you all of the information. Drip it out. Here's my course on, and I'll use your example. You you have a course on Infusionsoft and how to use that. That's kind of a, a one time thing. Is that correct? Is uh, that so how you- Mike? Yeah, I've yeah. done it both ways. So I've had the course where it is a one-time fee, um, and then the current one is a membership, um, even though it is a set amount of videos. Um, mm-hmm. There's a little twist on it, but um, in my case, yes. The only reason the twist, uh, I'll just mention so I don't mess it all up, um, is that we, we sell to companies who, even though it's a set amount of information, they're going to hire more people over time and have turnover, and so they you know, train one person this year, but train somebody different next year and in the future years. So to, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that makes it uh, more confusing or less. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um, I actually had courses that I've created as well, and they're kind of one-time things, and they don't go any further. But what about that continuity versus versus subscription model? Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, so continuity usually means just billing over time, you know, every month or quarter a year or whatever versus one time. And usually subscription and continuity are kind of interchangeable. So Infusionsoft calls their billing mechanism for these subscription programs, but a lot of people would call that, you know, continuity, you know, maybe continuity income from subscription. Um, but yeah, anything that you build people for ongoing, which is ideal, obviously like selling the one-time fee thing is not as good, but mm-hmm. uh, doesn't fit every situation. Right. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I think content is really interesting too. So I want to, before we move on from there, I know that in my membership site, I actually put these radio shows because I want to give as much content as possible all the time. Is there other ways that people can do it? Like if you're out at at an event, can you be grabbing testimonial videos and putting them in there? Like what would be great content and what would just kind of be filler and fluff? Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or is that just a I do. crazy question? Yeah. So, so one of the things um, that I should touch on here, too, is when we talk about making these 81 videos, mm-hmm. we talk about a lot of them being really pretty short, um, mm-hmm. you know, a minute, minute and a half, three minutes. Uh, they can be longer, but great content, as far as membership goes, um, to me, all seems like something that is really thought out so that the person can just start implementing. You know, they watch video one, they get into it. They watch video two, they get into it because a lot of people aren't going to implement, but the ones who do, 
Mm-hmm. You want to make it as easy as possible for them. And obviously, I encourage the ones who, you know, are having a hard time of it, but just saying, um, it's not just a matter of, you know, this is a good idea, like mm-hmm. content is an idea, but the people who structure that into a plan and they make it a very simple, almost minimalist plan in order to get the person the value. Because if you give someone, you know, the 27-step plan to achieving whatever, they're mm-hmm. going to fall down at, like, step three or two, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, yeah. But if it's, you know, the, the, the three-step um, plan to making your first whatever or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to your first unicycle ride, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but that's the idea is you make it, like, you know, digestible, bite-sized, and then it's still a powerful idea. But the, you know, with the membership site owners that I am seeing that are successful... Mm-hmm. You know, they really know what they're talking about, and they really understand uh, just the process of learning and teaching, so they do a good job both, and the end user feels like, oh, that was easy, you know, it wasn't a burden to learn this information, and then what I actually did learn and do benefited me. It's kind of yeah. old-fashioned, but yeah. Yeah, no, I get that, and I know that you, that a lot of big names use Membarium, like Ryan Dice, Jeff Walker, Laura Langmeyer, Bob Proctor, Jack Canfield, Jackie McClanagan. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in. I know that they use your your um, information, and that is really true. There's a lot of content, but it seems to be really uh, organized very well and very consumable, and uh, people can can take that in bite-sized chunks. And I know for myself, personally, I'm one of those people who wants to maybe spew information all over people, and I know that I've had some learnings with that, that it wasn't maybe necessarily the best way to go, that simpler is better, and people get more when they can retain those bigger chunks, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And so if somebody was just starting out and they thought to themselves, I have a message to share, I have this product or service, and I want to start a membership site, what would be the components that they need to have in place to really get going? Like, what would be step one? Um, you know, I would, I would definitely tell them to test their idea as, you know, like we talked about a book or a webinar or something, but when they really know they're ready to do the site, um, Mm -hmm. I would be, I'd maybe have two tracks, you know, the one track where I'm actively creating the content, filming it all the time. And the other track where I'm building out the pages, the content's ultimately going to go onto. Sometimes, uh, for me personally, I, as I'm filming videos, you know, if I just film all the videos in a studio all in a row, uh, that can be good. But if I'm kind of like filming a video and then I see where it goes on the page and more of the interaction or more of the picture, like, okay, the members, they're going to click, they're going to get an email to tell them they have new content. They're going to click it, go to the site, be on the page, click play on the video. You know, knowing that context sometimes mm. will help me with the video. So that's why I like to do two tracks and kind of, because, you know, it'd be a shame if at the very end of all the filming you did, you realized, hey, in every video, I told them to click the link below the video, but the links are actually on the side of the video, you know? So create that straw dog or that, okay, so I'm going to have this page. I'm going to put the video on the left-hand side. I'm going to have click over there. Um, I'm going to have this many videos on this many pages. Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, and then you can go, you know, to the categories um, and build the whole structure. I'll do a lot of the time before I put the videos in. And then as you're talking in the video, you can say, you know, you can click to the side of the video for that link. You can also jump back 
um, to the main menu and going to lesson three where blah, 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 you know, so it's, mm-hmm. it's just a better experience for the end user yeah. if you can kind of customize it, you know. Yeah, I know. I know that you're in the software business and you know a lot about marketing and you're the marketing specialist for that. But I'm going to say this. I think that um, what is so important nowadays is content. And I always say the person with the most content wins. And I think what really holds people back is the fact that they, it's hard to put this in an organized fashion. It's hard to take all of your thoughts and to go, what comes first? Where does it go? And if you can get through this process, man, there's a lot of money to be made in membership sites and a lot of credibility that people can can gain from that process too. So I think it's hugely important. And if I was to go along that vein, some of those big name speakers, and I know you've seen their sites, uh, what do you think the secret to their success is? Would it be that that ability to drill down? Is there something else? What's the secret to their success? Um, yeah, it's weird because as I've like specialized into the software of membership sites, right? I'm being mm-hmm. more and more focused on just doing one thing. It's actually made me look more holistically when people ask questions like this because it's like, what's, you know, what's the difference between a success or a failure as a membership site? Right. And um, when I say holistically, I look at the speakers, you know, some of these guys, and the reason their membership site is so good is because they have a good business. You know, they're, they're advertising, they're speaking, they're doing podcasts and interviews, and um, all of that means a healthy membership site. Um, mm-hmm. There are those who only have the membership site, and if they're really good at it, that can work for a while, but I have seen, because I've been around it long enough, enough cases where, um, you know, they, they had one way of advertising that worked, and so they were happy, but when mm-hmm. that went out, they were done for, and that's, you know, like, not a new business lesson, but just saying mm-hmm. people's membership, like, some of them think, and I've even thought and done this myself, oh, I'm just going to, like, stop everything else I'm doing and just have this membership site and invest myself in the training, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it doesn't quite work that way. I mean, you need other stuff to offer people. You need a mm-hmm. way to get them in the door besides just membership. So I really yeah. think they work in combination with a lot of other stuff, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of traditional stuff um, or in the more, like, internet marketing fast-paced world, at least, um, you know, some other products in your funnel so that people mm-hmm. can come in and look at your really cheap thing or free thing and get to know you and then eventually join your member. Uh, yeah, membership. yeah, build that trust, right? Like you want to be putting content inside of the site and also outside of the site. I know, like for sure you want to do that. And that's another challenge that I found myself facing too. How do you know which content you want to hide and which content you want to give away for free? Yeah, that's a funny question because like some <laughs> of the people will say, oh, we'll give away your best stuff. Um, to really attract more customers. But then I've also heard the grumblings, you know, kind of not publicly, but the back of the room, the guy just like, well, I got all his free stuff and I thought it was great. And then his product was not as good. So I'm not sure what yeah. to think, you know? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But uh, so I like giving people something free that um, is a part of the bigger thing. So like we have a nine course module on infusion. We give them module one. Um, and then we do try to make it really good. So it, it's weird because I, I don't want to say anything negative about any of the advice because it's all kind of true, but some of it can seem contradictory, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so, so we give them a really good module one, but in doing module one, they, they reach 
um, with some of the videos, there's some quick wins, and at the end of it, it's kind of like, okay, I got something done, so I'm not unfulfilled. Um, but what I did is position it as just step one of doing a lot more, um, and that's mm-hmm. the rest of the course that they have to buy. So, you mm-hmm. know, trial, demo, free membership kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Actually, and- yeah. Sorry. No, you go ahead. (laughs) Trial member. Yeah, I was just going to say it actually works really well just because they they get a kind of peek at what they would be buying. And so if they like it and they buy it, there's not a lot of mystery there. Yeah, I like that. And you kind of touched base on that whole idea of the free membership site. Um, How would that work in a company and what's the benefit to having a free membership site? Um, So a lot of companies give away, for example, a free report. And this is as simple as saying, we'll just put that report on a page uh, that people have to log in for. And so getting people to log in, getting them to take that action, kind of uh, on, on a micro level, but getting them to do it consistently will kind of um, endear them to you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And also while they're in there consuming the report, of course, because they're in your site, you can serve, you know, whatever you want as far as other content up. So, yeah. you know, that's... In the simplest form, it's like anything you give away for free, just put in a membership site. Yeah, and I like the idea that you can, using your software, you can track the people who've come in there so you can see certain things and you can watch their behavior. Because I think a membership site, success or failure, obviously rests on how often people are logging in, right? Mm-hmm. And how do you how do you keep getting people to log in consistently? So say because you know we we buy these things and we mean well, but we don't log in. Is there any tactics or tricks you have to get people to do that? Yeah. So there's actually um, at the higher levels, people will have a sequence specifically just to get them to log in for the first time. Because some people mm-hmm. will even buy and you know never log in at all, not just ongoing. Um, so there's some where just deriving them to log in the first time increases the success rates by itself. And then they have win-back sequences where with Mandarium, but I'm sure with other systems too, as an example, um, every time they log in, you can run an action. So every time they log in, you can set a timer for seven days that says, okay, if they don't log in within the next seven days, um, let's send them this email sequence uh, that basically says, hey, we miss you or come back or resume your training, you know. Um, But if they do log in, then the timer just resets. So it never talks to the people who are logging in, but those who slow down enough, it's going to reach out and say, hey, you know, we miss you, Jackie. Come back. (laughs) This video only takes a few minutes. Yeah, I love that. Um, I love that. It keeps them going. We're going to come back in a few minutes here and talk some more about membership sites. So stay tuned. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel, and get Amplified. 
We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. What if every day was a good day for business? Because every decision you made was the best choice. What if you could receive regular input from credible sources and could acquire all the precise information you need exactly when you need it so you can make the right decision every single time? Because There's More challenges you to make better decisions. Join Laura Ellis every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, and 2 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Business Channel and learn how to think differently for better decisions, better business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned into Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. To reach Jackie or her guest today, we invite you to call into the program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, send it to Jackie M. at purepotentials.com. Now, back to Extreme Exposure. So we've talked a lot about how membership sites can really amp up your credibility. It can give you a lot of uh, revenue. It can really build your existing business, things like that. I'm sure you get this question all the time, Micah, where people go, how do I actually market my membership site? How can I get people to buy it? What do you tell them when they ask you that? Um, so a big part of it is uh, the celebrity factor, you know, talking about some of these other people who are successful because they're doing these other things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously, if you say you're the best at whatever, you know, planning a yard, um, it helps if you speak on the topic or if you have a book on the topic or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you want your content to be good, but once the content is, is good or really probably the truth is once the content is at least, is at least okay, um, it's basically all marketing, right? Because the crappy course can be a really, really, really good course um, by just marketing better. And, um, uh, yeah. So, you know, Jackie, I know you're really good at this. It's second nature. Um, and so people can, I'm sure, reach out to you, but just promoting yourself. Um, any mm-hmm. sort of content creation outside of your membership site, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not immediately, but you just got to kind of keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, there's, like that's that's a general thing is you've got to kind of go for celebrity, which not everyone is comfortable with. Um, mm-hmm. But the more you do that, you know, the easier it is to close the sale, to keep the members and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then after that, as far as technically, I would say that, again, the, the free membership or the free trial or any sort of free report or video series, you know, reveals top whatever things kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. have that all go into your membership site and just go kind of push those out on the front end, whether it's through Facebook or um, I guess most people would probably use that nowadays or other social media. Mm-hmm. Um, just getting people into the free stuff is, is the best way to do it. And this is after trying 
all sorts of gimmicks. All, you know, I've tried to sell membership sites every which way and seen people try to sell them. And still, you know, the $1 trial or the free trial or whatever pretty much always wins. You know, it's the, the one, yeah. that people use. Yeah. I know. I love that. Um, and it's funny that you're talking about that um, celebrity or that content or whatever, because I was just doing a telesummit before this with an amazing woman who uh, was talking about body language. It was really awesome. But she didn't want to talk. She's actually going to be on the show coming up. She didn't want to talk about the same thing again because she felt like that would you know she already said it in this one platform so she shouldn't say it here but I completely disagree I think that giving lots of information and and doing that uh, you know reiterating things is important because I'll give you an example there was this man who was doing a presentation in Calgary where I live and it looked kind of interesting and I thought okay that's kind of interesting I don't know if I want to pay to go to this event or not but maybe you know what am I going to do if I'm kind of interested, I'm going to Google, right? I'm going to go to the internet and say, who is this guy and why should I bother? And what I found was his exact presentation that he was going to be talking about live, but I found a YouTube video of it. And it wasn't behind a membership site or anything like that, but I watched the whole thing. I spent an hour and I thought, that's really good. I want to see that live. <laughs> you know. So I think people... Um, forget that the content can be leveraged and shaped and used in different ways and things that I use outside of the um, my membership site like these radio shows are very valuable when I put them in the membership site as well because they become really pertinent to maybe something somebody's looking for specifically. So if I'm a speaker and I want to learn about body language and I see that in the membership site, I think it makes sense to have it in there in a kind of a contained area. You know what I mean? blather on yes. <laughs> and I'm learning a lot from your business partner David who is the <laughs> he's the um, developer of this and he's not here to defend himself so do you have any good dirt that you would like to share publicly about David I'm just kidding I won't do that <laughs> but I know you I know that you're the marketing sales side and how do you actually go about marketing your software because I think there might be some confusion where people think that you're uh, gonna build their membership sites but really you're you're the software how do you go about marketing that um, so yeah we still have that confusion occasionally someone will ask us something totally totally crazy you know um, <laughs> was it me I'm sorry <laughs> no, no, no. We'll, we'll get a good laugh out of some of the things. But, yeah, I mean, how do we market it? It's weird because we don't do some of the traditional or we haven't done some of the traditional marketing stuff. You know, from day one, uh, our pricing, you know, that's the main link on the site, and they just go and there's the prices. We didn't mm-hmm. have a lead magnet. There wasn't an opt-in. Uh, we didn't do a trial. There's no free trial or dollar trial even today. And part of that is... We didn't want to get in the habit of discounting or having people expect discounts or, you know, my friend got this, so can't I have it? Yeah. And um, by holding that line and then, you know, again, sounds kind of corny and old-fashioned, but just doing a lot of really good customer service, mm-hmm. we knew it was worth it, one, to get those clients, um, you know, fully out of the software and happy because they're not going to go very far. Um, and I've mm-hmm. done membership sites as well, and that was my gripe kind of with my own membership site is, well, if I do a really, really, really good job, they're just going to leave me because they don't need to learn it. Mm-hmm. I keep making videos that are more and more specialized forever, which I don't want to do. But um, the software, like, you do a really, really good job and they're with you forever um, or yeah. for a long time. And so we just kind of invested that in the beginning, knowing that it is a tight-knit community and we both have a lot of experience in 
contacts in the community. So knowing the nature of our market, um, you know, we just did a good job for a few and a good job for a few more. And then we really worked hard uh, to amplify that message. So, yeah. um, no, you know, I, celebrating customer success and all that. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly because um, I'm a huge fan. Obviously, I'm a huge fan. And I've found that that's sort of been the whole thing about Membarium. People get involved. You have that whole word of mouth working for you. And I think that that really goes to show what people who are putting out not only good service, but good content can do with that. So it's working for you because you have this good service and people are raving about you. If you have that membership site and it's good content, people will come back and consume it over and over again. And an example is I actually have sold programs that people have bought. They've lost their information. They didn't even bother contacting me again. They just went and rebought it. <laughs> you know, So they wanted it so much that they would be willing to go buy it again. And I think that's kind of the same thing as to the underlying message, corny or not, is to put out good support, good service, and good content, right? That's the magic totally. sauce. Not magic sauce, nothing magical, but really, really important and a good reminder. Um, one of the things I like too about Membarium, and I've tried a lot of other softwares, is the uh, fact that you can really utilize your branding in it. So talk to us a little bit about the branding and what you would tell people about branding when they're creating a membership site. Well, so, um, yeah, with Membarium, you know, it's full WordPress, which means you can do anything you want to your site. There's lots and lots of themes and templates ready to go that you can pick and then put your logo on that, for the most part, gets you all the way there. Like, that's what I always did for myself and for a lot of clients. Um, mm-hmm. And then if you wanted to, you could go full custom, right? So uh, you can do pretty much anything you want as far as that goes. I've seen, you know, as far as like the effect of branding on the success of it, I've seen some interesting things. So Jay Abraham always, I thought was funny because his stuff just looked like, it looked horrible, you know, just mm-hmm. bad, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would almost, he was almost proud of it because he was just like, look, it's, it's the word, the idea, it's the core that is working here, that is selling, that has the value and all this kind of stuff. And I don't care if my site's not beautiful and pretty and all that. Um, right. And I, com- I completely agree. You know, at one point, I, when I was young and doing web design, I sent in some emails to them and kind of followed up with them several times until they told me to go away about it. Because um, <laughs> it was that bad. I mean, it was like, you need help, you know, and of course he doesn't need help. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's interesting with the branding. I would just say, you know, have have your logo and have the colors match. They have some consistency. Um, yeah. We spend some money for sure to try and have our Mendarium stuff look good. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we're in the internet marketing space. Um, and so, you, you know, there's kind of like a certain level that you at least want to be at or else they think, uh, you know, there's something fishy going on here because they mm-hmm. know how easy it is to knock stuff together, right? So yeah. In, yeah. in other spaces, though, you're not... It's just not that big a deal. You know, there's so many sites and in other industries of reputable businesses that a web designer, a tech person, or an internet marketer would think are awful, um, but they'd be fine. So I, I guess, you know, that's my really long, sorry answer. Or <laughs> I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about branding. Like, make it consistent. Yeah. Um, but just know that it's the content um, and what you ultimately do that matters. Like, you can only fool people yeah. for so long with, flashy images 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really, and again, going back to that earlier statement where you're, it's what you do outside of the site, how you get people to know you and your brand out, out of that. Because once they're in there, they're there because they want to have that content that you've offered because they trust you now. So I get that branding is important, but it's also, you know, making sure that you're delivering when they get in there. You read a lot, you speak a lot, and I've heard you uh, do some speaking. What kind of topics do you talk on? And tell us a little bit about your online course. Um, so, mostly talk about membership sites lately. Um, <laughs> I do strategic planning stuff, uh, which is better for little masterminds, but, um, and then infusing soft stuff, but mostly, yeah. you know, the membership site world yeah. I'm just all excited about. And, uh. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think that's a nice compliment because my next question is, um, what do you think people have or do people have a lot of challenges? Maybe they're not tech savvy. And is this a hard thing for them to do? Is that why you created the uh, courses that you did? Um, so, yeah, definitely can be hard. Um, and we did create our solution to be easier, but we're trying to take like a, a really hard thing and make it medium or intermediate to you. Um, mm-hmm. There are solutions for super easy as well. So um, we talked about Infusionsoft early on. If you're not using Infusionsoft, you can go to Udemy or, you know, some of these other things where they really try to eliminate that, where you just make content and put it on. You don't have to worry about the text yeah. and, and all of that. But um, there's trade-offs. You know, if you're doing that, then technically they kind of control your course and your customers and all of that. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, depending on where you're starting, I have seen people who don't know a lot about tech just with an open mindset ready to learn and come in and, and learn some of these because they're not really that hard. You know, WordPress no. is not. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, so. For sure. One of the things I like to, <laughs> I think that you've done a good job in enlisting partners who can help your clients do that. So you have a lot of partners who are out there who, if somebody just wanted to get some help, they can. I know that you personally have made a lot of videos, so it's been easy. And I've looked at some of that content. Your support is amazing. So I think that I've, I'm saying this because I want people to get past that fear. Because if you want to get exposure and if you want to get yourself out there, I think this is one of the hugest things that you need to have in your back pocket is your your content and your membership site. <laughs> and if people wanted to get in contact with you, Micah, or to learn more about Membarium, where would we send them? Uh, so Membarium.com is memberium.com. And if you just go to support, you can ask us um, you know, some questions. And I just want to second what you were saying real quick. Like these membership sites, aside from the benefits they give you, they mm-hmm. position you really well. If people go in and watch your content, um, you can sell you know, masterminds, consulting, high-end products and all of that. So it's, you know, it's a good idea even just to compliment your other stuff. Yeah, it's huge. I love mine. I, I hope people go and get it. <laughs> um, real quick before we leave, what's your favorite, uh, maybe a couple books that you love that you would recommend? A couple of books. I've been reading The Hard Thing About Hard Things and I actually read it twice, which normally I just kind of go through them. Uh-huh. Um, because it was so useful when I read it. So that's a really good one, the hard thing about hard things. Um, I'm sure there's others, but I can't pin one down. <laughs> that's okay. And do you have, real quick, something personal about you? What's a bucket list item that you have? Um, I want to go to all the continents and go to space. So I, I want to go <laughs> through that, essentially. 
Oh, so just to, you know, just an easy little trip up to outer space. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Well, I have completely enjoyed having you here. I love what you're doing. I think that there's a lot of value people can have by connecting with you and seeing what you're all about. So thank you so much, Micah, for joining me. And I can't wait to talk to you soon. Thanks, Jackie. Thanks for joining us this week on Extreme Exposure, the power of personality marketing. We're here live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Your host, Jackie McClinigan, can't wait to bring you another show next week.